It's Paul. It's Florin. What are we grinding today? Hello there, we are back. This week with a small delay. What delay? Well, in a startup, one day plus or minus. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, it's it's the same quarter that we initially had planned, so it's still quarter one. So I I think we're on track with this episode. Yeah, it's it's the same week, and the bug in production on our farm app it's it's fixed. And I mean, it's the same week, so it means that we are spot on, right? Yep. It's the same sprint. Hopefully, we'll be live in the same week. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> you you need to do <laughs> you need to do the description of the episode. So. Yeah. No pressure. I will I, I will describe it perfectly, in uh, in a couple of seconds while I'm uploading the the audio to the platform. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's not gonna work out for us. Yeah, actually, you made quite a good coffee today. So, what do you plan to to grind today? What we should talk about? Thank you. We should talk about um, techniques to validate your startup idea. Techniques like by the book. Mm, yeah, kinda. But it's not gonna be the most comprehensive ultimate guide in the universe. This is just like what sort of techniques, what types of tactics, or what what would be your general strategy uh, when going to validate a startup idea? So basically, we we plan to brainstorm a little bit how yeah. how we plan to validate or how we would validate in this moment some ideas a generally of ideas yeah and maybe in in the later later in the episode taking some particular ideas. Yeah, definitely. So so we're gonna have in, in this episode we're gonna have. Six startup ideas chosen randomly. We've never thought of them before during this episode. And we're going to start thinking on how we would validate those ideas to actually build a startup around them. And keep listening because we will talk about AI, smart assistant, personal cars. Good keywords, yeah. And fintech and and blockchain. We're going to say something about blockchain and food delivery and personal car sharing and sharing apps. And, you know... Uh, the stuff where everybody uses the same things in common and they don't create a lot of waste. So the first question for you, like, what are, let's say, top three ideas that comes now in your head to validate the next billion unicorn idea? Customer development. Always Steve Blank's idea of customer development. That That's like always my number one thing. Then well, I can, would also can use you... forums. People don't use forums anymore. Okay. So customer development, forums. Yeah. And maybe even kind of like keyword research to see if there is a particular need that people already know how to express and they're actively looking for solutions on search engines. You, you said about forums. Can you give more details? Like how would you do it? Yeah, so a lot of internet marketers that I knew back in the day, um, they had the capability to create kind of like products, internet-based products, uh, even though they weren't very advanced from a technological standpoint, they used forums to identify where people have certain problems. So 
a lot of people go to forums and they start describing uh, pains that they have, like really big problems with different software or different jobs or different activities that they have to perform. And they go around, they complain that, hey, this is so stupid. Whenever I do that, this thing occurs and this thing occurs and it's so frustrating and I have to do this on and on and it really pains me and oh my God, why does it have to be so hard? So basically, are you saying that, for example, if I'm quite a good developer and I'm looking to, to build some app and instead of having, I don't know what idea, to actually look on these forums for, for an actual problem that the people have? Definitely. Definitely. Especially if you see a lot of people who express that problem, it means that you already have a lot of people whom you could contact uh, to get on your calls so that you can interview them more about the problems and the ways that they currently try to solve the problem. So the first step in, in this situation uh, with the forums would be that I see the, the problem that the people have, I identify those people, yeah. and you said that you call them, so you contact them, like not... Yeah. Yeah, and you, you either contact them via the private messaging on forums, or you try to spy for their email address, or you stalk them on Facebook or LinkedIn. You do, you do something like that. And, you know, a lot of people, they are afraid to talk to other people, but if they complained so much either on social media, because sometimes people complain on Twitter, uh, if they complain that much on Twitter, on forums, on Facebook groups, on LinkedIn groups about something, they will definitely want to hear that you've also experienced the same problem, and that you think that you might have a solution and you want to discuss it with them to see if you're on the right track or if you're not basically doing anything right. Because if you put a problem like this, people will not immediately get on the defensive because they don't feel like you try to sell them something. They feel like you want to get them involved in creating this magnificent thing that would actually change their lives. Because remember, they are complaining about it and they need a solution for it. So basically, the, the takeout from here would be like in the first call, at least try to understand them and their pains and not trying directly to sell them their idea and to make yeah. them to commit to to the idea. Yeah, don't even show them screenshots or anything. Just, just try to better understand uh, the idea, how they relate to the idea, how much of their uh, life is involved in that idea like if this is a problem that they present to other people if they talk to other people about this problem or if it's something that's super personal and only for them you try to get a feel of um, how much that problem impacts their lives and of course the best thing to validate this would be um, does this problem manage to get their attention so much that when they think on an active basis like What's my biggest problem in my life right now? This problem would be in their top three problems that they think they have. So, of course, if you can do that, then that's like the best kind of startup that you could build for these people. Do you think you could apply this in the in the B2B scenes, for example? Because like there it might be strange for some people that to go to a business and ask them what's your biggest struggle right now? instead of going to selling them something? Mm, no, not really, because you don't ask them what's the biggest struggle. You already tell them that you know about that struggle and, then, and that you want to learn more about it. So in my case, for example, MailChimp completely sucks at list management. So 
I I complain a lot about list management and Mailchimp. I do that on a on a very constant basis. And of course, the other email apps are even worse than Mailchimp. So it's not like Mailchimp isn't the leader. Uh, it's the leader, but it's still doing things wrong. And I'm like, list management is like the biggest pain point for me. And I would like to see somebody who studied the problem of list management and come and you know try to talk to me and i would definitely talk to them about how i see list management why i think this is a problem what solutions there are to this and how you could do it more efficiently and then of course they could pitch me on a product but they shouldn't do that you know because first we should really discuss about list management and this is a b2b product because i don't need list management in my personal life <laughs> i need it to better <laughs> communicate stuff with the audience that we have at squirrely right <laughs> <laughs> I I don't need the list with my with my grandmother, with my grandparents, with my father, with my child, because I I kind of know them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't want to be in that situation in which to use a, a list for this. <laughs> yeah, even though I I've got pitched at one moment on an app that reminded you to call your friends and your parents. So yeah. <laughs> And not calling them for you, so just reminding you, so you need yeah. to do some effort there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you haven't called your uh, your parents in a while, you should call them. <laughs> Regarding this part with the calls, how would you see, for example, like calling businesses or users just to, to say to them, look, I have this product, I give it to you for 10 bucks and solve you this issue. Oh my God, it's so bad. Why? Well, first of all, because if you're calling a company and you haven't done your customer development or any sort of pre-validation. Yeah, so I'm talking about cold calling, so no contact before. Yeah, that's kind of horrible because... I would call somebody at a company and maybe they're the person at the reception desk who never had a problem with uh, managing the annual evaluations of the employees. So what could the person at the reception desk tell me about evaluating employees? Then uh, maybe I would actually call the VP of sales at that company who doesn't give a damn about managing the evaluation of the performance of the employees. Or I could speak to the person doing their logos and their graphic design and they still wouldn't care. I would talk to their developers. I would talk to maybe their logistics experts and they would not care about the evaluation of the employees because that's not what they do. That's not the job that they would perform. So if I cold call, they will obviously tell me that they are not interested. And of course they wouldn't be interested. That's just sound logic. So find the right person and talk with the right person, like not with your family, friends and the receptionist on a on a cold call. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you're doing cold calls, you need to really find the right people. Otherwise, you're just wasting like a lot of time and you're getting a lot of negative feedback that you shouldn't be getting, but you're getting it because you've been asking for negative feedback deliberately. You just didn't know it. Yeah, and I know at least for the for the young uh, founders to say like that, it's it struggled this first contact because I know that, or I assume that these persons have a certain problem, but I find them on LinkedIn. I don't know how to contact them. Yeah, and that's mostly because you just assume that they have a problem. You don't know that if they would have that problem. 
and in order to find out like should we just pass over this fear of not getting the answer of or something like that so i should say just hi i'm working on on this what's your opinion uh in my experience it doesn't really work that way so you still have to really target the people that you try to cold contact for the first time so honestly the safest thing is to do um try to actually network with the people for whom you're trying to build a solution you should really network with them beforehand uh so that you get like five people that you re- that they that really get to describe that problem for you you understand them better and then when you will talk to other people from the same industry who have the same problem we will be better prepared to compose like a really intelligent message that would that would grab their attention so in my case i've identified a couple of uh let's say buyer personas that would be interesting interested in squirrel seo the first iteration that we've done and when i've contacted them on linkedin uh most of the most of the messages that i sent got replies which is really weird uh actually i couldn't even replicate that same effect with other prog- with other products that we've tried because on the other products i haven't done the pre-validation that i've just talked about so that's why it didn't work because i didn't know how to address them the way you address them makes all the difference like the way you do different you, you place different words in the text might make them want to talk to you or go on the defensive and if people go on the defensive or label you as a spammer they will never get to talk to you so you really need to know how to do this sort of thing of course in the book talking to humans which i definitely recommend that you read talking to humans that's the name of the book uh there is a method for how you could approach almost anybody and they would uh want to reply to you because you use some like look i am doing this uh this study it's for the university it's purely theoretical nobody's getting you know and any cut out of this we're we're just trying to better understand blah 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 blah. and i saw that you may have relevant experience so your feedback would definitely be valuable if you have just like 10 minutes of your time i promise i won't take more this is what we could discuss about and that's it and the thing is relevant you consider them relevant and their opinion would be valuable so if you use these words they have a much higher chance of actually talking to you and now if you really want to be a hacker you could go to crystalnose.com and you could place the name or the linkedin profile of the person that you want to target and then crystal will show you exactly how to address that person to get a reply and believe it you won't believe it until you try it but try it and then you will believe that it actually works crystal nose is amazing at this sort of things you know they say you always learn something so i'm really happy that we are doing this podcast because i didn't know about this yeah so i I will give it a try nice i didn't even know that i would talk about this so (laughs) i guess just natural led to crystal knows it doesn't count as consultancy right because we're doing the podcast so yeah it it doesn't it's a public advice we're we're not your lawyers we're not yeah don't don't forget so we're just brainstorming some some ideas on on this part for example since you said about the the phrasing it came to my mind now that in order to i don't know validate some demand an idea that i think right now would be for example to make one or two ads place them on on google on facebook on on instagram Definitely. and see see the the results there yeah 
I agree with that. Should I use so on on this part with with the ads? Um, I think again, it's quite important to do the research and who you target, right? Yes, and you need to be extremely methodical about the way that you make these ads, um, and very methodical about the way that you make the landing page to which you bring people through the ads that you're building. Uh, because if you don't pay attention to the exact methods that you're using, you might end up getting false negatives. No, I guess false negatives. I don't know the word. But, but, but you might be getting the false kinds of answers and you think that, yeah, people don't like it because of this, but they actually don't like it because of another thing that you couldn't find out because the whole way that you planned the ads and the landing page was wrong. Oh, okay. So I'm... I'm not sure if this is really clear, but if people hate the idea because uh, the image in the ad is bad and they don't click because they don't like the image or they don't like the colors, uh, or you've placed A-B testing and A is completely different than B, and you have too many variables between the two, you will never get a clear result on why people would prefer this this variant or this variant. And you need to know what you're trying to test and what you're trying to validate. Are you trying to validate uh, let's say the way you present the business or the business itself. Actually, we had this issue at, at Startup Weekend. We we try to validate with a with the Google uh, form. Yeah. And it was quite shitty because we didn't have time to to make a proper landing page and everything. And we tried to marketing it with the Facebook ads. Okay, and what happened? To, to get results. So the issue there was like the conversion was very, very low. But one of the facts was because we actually saw people like looking at it, mm -hmm. but not actually clicking on it. And it was like a question like why? Because yeah. in, the, in the previous discussion, there was interest, like the message was clear, but actually to promote on Facebook via an ad, uh, a Google form like a questionnaire, I think it raised some question marks uh, mm -hmm. on on this part. Because on another uh, example from, from this Startup Weekend, for example, was the fact that we post the same Google form on some Facebook groups and it felt more natural. So we just wrote a message there and the number of answers that we got uh, were way really? higher. Exactly, and basically uh -huh. we target nice. the same, the same, um, the same kind of people. Exactly. All right. On on that part. Yeah, well, it 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 takes a while. Even if you try to do like validation, there are a lot of things to consider, and a lot of experiments that you should run until you can actually say that the validation itself was a success. Because sometimes your process of Validating the idea might be completely wrong, not the idea itself. And that's what you have to plan for. That's what you have to examine it like the first time. Is my method that I thought about good enough to validate the idea? Because otherwise I will think that the idea is bad. The idea is great. Just the validation process was horrible. I think we can talk about this like an entire day. Yeah, I think so. What do you think about taking some, some examples? Yeah, maybe then and we do another episode uh, in the future that's also about validations because I guess there are 
many more ideas <laughs> now that we've actually started doing the episode. Yeah, like actually, I think we just barely scratched the the surface. Yeah, it would be so. interesting to to see like what would you like uh, to listen more on this. So just drop us a, a message on the on the Facebook or on the Twitter, yeah, and we can talk more in the in the next episode. So. Would you start with the food or with the AI tool? Uh, let's start with the food delivery service so that's something easier. Yeah, so let's pitch you an idea. A food delivery service at your desk and the MVP will target the developers. Now, if you don't know who the developers are, just think at the lazy people that standing at the desk and they have a lot of money. <laughs> A lot of money to spend on any kind of food from any kind of city. Yeah. All right. So how would you validate this idea? Would you just go, would you just walk into, into an office, maybe uh, the office next to you and just ask, Hey, developer guys, um, actually I have I... this new cool app. Would you want to order food from it? I will start with the other part here with the restaurant. So the first thing that I would do, I would take some contracts. I will mm -hmm. go to them telling them that I will deliver your food for a 10% fee. And this is the contract we launch in next month. So if you want to be on it, oh, you so need to sign this. So this is how you would validate uh, this idea? The part in which there are restaurants uh, interested in taking exactly part in this? On this. Now, actually, I know that some people listening to this might disagree. I actually agree because uh, I've had a guy in my web design agency days. Uh, we, we've built a site for him, but we didn't actually build a site because in the process of building the site, he said, you know what, I really need to validate this first. So that's what he did. So, uh, so he stopped the web design stuff and he just went to restaurants asking them, hey, I'm creating this very cool portal. There's going to be a lot of people ordering food from this. Do you want to sign up? And he signed up in his pre-release, so he didn't even have a release, he didn't even have a pre-release, but he signed them up for the pre-release on about $200 each, when he didn't have anything. So, by doing that, he validated the idea, and he had money to pay us for the, for the website, for the web portal. And he did this with a lot of restaurants in different cities. So, he had cities in, uh, he had restaurants in Cluj, he had restaurants in... Uh, Brashov, he had restaurants in Sinaya, and he actually took, you know, places from Transylvania, and he actually managed to convince them to join his pre-release. Now, that was all the validation he needed that the restaurants would be interested. And a lot of people are afraid to do this, by the way. On the other part, on the on the developer side, like on the on the consumer part. I think I would try to validate it with some fake ads for installing the app. Okay, this is unorthodox, but go on. <laughs> well, it's not Say, so unorthodox that I have never done this myself. So, so you know that like people that are working at the desk, they have some regular breaks in which usually during the lunch, they're entering Facebook or something like that. So yeah. I would just target them with installing this app that brings you food at your desk and you can stay and watch even more Netflix on scrolling on, on Facebook. And I would target them like specifically on the, uh, on the segment. 
and see okay. how many, uh, how ma how much of them would click to install the app. That would be the first yeah. validation. But this validation depends on how big is the competition in the town that you're targeting those developers. Because if they already have three other apps, they won't be interested in your ad because they already know the other apps. So your idea is very good for a town where there are developers and there aren't other big competitors that they would know about. But wait for it. I will put in the ad my secret sauce. What's the secret sauce? Well, I don't know. We need to think more of this idea, but the plan would be that oh, okay. I have a secret okay. sauce. Otherwise, I would just make another food delivery service. Yeah, well, the idea is that you could actually do this. If you don't have competition, you could just place the ad. And even if you don't have a secret sauce, people could potentially sign up for it. Otherwise, people already use such an app and they wouldn't use yours because yours doesn't tell the story of why their bellies would be happier with the food that you provide. But doesn't that mean that it invalidated my idea? It invalidated it for a certain market. It didn't invalidate it for all the markets. What would you do it here like differently? How would you go for it? Um... Well, I mean, of course, it, it, it all depends on what I've said. So are there competitors or not? And if there are competitors, I would just uh, try and get like a bunch of developers, uh, which is pretty easy to do. You just have to go to an office building uh, and join the smoke breaks and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and then you start talking to people and you're like, hey, guys, so, you know, <laughs> food delivery, right? Yeah, that's not really what it should be because like, how do you pay? for all the food, because those guys come in, you know, you try to pay, and if you want to order, do you group order, how do you split the money, and then you could get into some really interesting uh, problems that they would say they have, because it's like, yeah, man, you know, I don't really like it, because I only have cash, or I only have my credit card with me, and then the other guys can't pay, and we have, like, a lot of problems getting the money back, and, and we don't really know how to do this group ordering stuff, and maybe then, by doing this, uh, pre-validation, you figure out that the really interesting thing to validate is f is if people would like to group order for the food delivery service, which might bring you a whole new market that you didn't think about before. It's quite interesting because you're looking at it from the from the customer development part, like for finding more the the problem, the struggle there. Yeah, and I just tested an, an hypothesis that they will install this app if I promise them this. So I think these are two different approach that each of them could have interesting results. Yeah, and I think that you should uh, you should actually try them both so that you have more data. Because with more data, you'll make a much better choice in engaging in the startup or just quitting the idea altogether. Taking the, the findings from the discussion that you had with them, placing them in ad and see how it goes and iterate on, on that. Yeah. Or you could get the people who subscribed to your landing page because they came from the from the ad. They subscribe to the landing page and then you contact them and talk more with them about the problem, about uh, how painful that is for them and how you would potentially solve it and other stuff like that. I think this was some interesting and maybe valuable ideas. I and think so. since we 
quite talk a little bit about these Facebook ads. I would propose to, to go to the next idea and basically try to see how we would validate an AI um, smart assistant that would create Facebook ads which are tailored on your uh, audience. Yeah, tailored to your audience, yeah. Um, so how would you validate this? Well, the thing is that uh, you could easily identify people who would need to do Facebook ads. You just need like a tool that shows you where people spend their money. If they do Facebook ads, you can just see if they do Facebook ads and then see that they would definitely have some problem related to Facebook ads and delivering them. And you could think about targeting people. Now, the idea is that here you should really do an ad to see if your message gets understood by that particular audience because your messaging might be wrong and you could miss out on validating the idea behind your startup because you don't present it in a proper way that's easily understood by people in that market. So this is definitely one of those moments where you would want to do the ad to see if people could potentially understand the value proposition or the high concept pitch that you're offering with your startup. Because, you know, you can present anything in any possible way. Like, I I really don't have an idea right now. So let's say, for example, uh, let's, let's think of a brand that has like some really cool, that they say, yeah, I, I can't think of an example on, right on, now. On Facebook? Let's, let's move on. Nah, let, let's move on. Rooster Teeth? Yeah, but I don't know their value proposition and how they present themselves. Ah, on, on that? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's, yeah, let's move on. So, uh, I would challenge you here with how I would validate it. I would first validate it that I'm able to do that AI part. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I, w- I would try to find if, if you know, if, if there are customers for this. Because, you know, AI doesn't really exist. Now we, we can have a whole episode about why AI doesn't actually exist. And, you know, machine learning, uh, you, you can find people doing machine learning. You can find people who don't do machine learning. You can even lie. A lot of companies lie about doing machine learning, even though they don't really have the structure and, and backend to process and to do machine learning. Uh, they just say that they do it so they sound hotter for their audience. So the idea is that since machine learning is so hard to do and you don't really find a lot of engineers capable of actually pulling it off, uh, you should definitely go ahead and validate because otherwise the technical side is way too hard to do. So I, I'm really happy that you disagreed here. So what I wanted to say, and I hope... Mm-hmm. So Some young trick. developers will listen to us like if I'm really good at AI, at machine learning, the first thing that I shouldn't do is to not w- spend a lot of time building that technology, but yeah. instead validating that there is the need for it. Exactly. Exactly. I've talked to people doing machine learning and... Uh, they were working with some really big customers from the United States and they basically started uh, contracting them for machine learning because AA sounded fun and sounded like something they should do. But when they really got to building uh, processes and stuff based on machine learning, those companies figured out that they don't really need AI or machine learning for anything. And then 
the developers obviously lost the contracts and the developers weren't actually pleased with building something that doesn't make sense. So both parties just figured out that this thing wasn't working and there was no need for machine learning nor for the so-called AI and neural networks and stuff like that. So there was no need to do that. They didn't have an end result in mind for doing that. They just did it because of the hype and then they've quit because it did not make sense. Regarding this part with, with the hype and if there is, let's say, some, I don't know, need or not, do you think that it's an indicator if there is someone who already did or t- tried to do that? Or if there is nobody, I just have the next big idea. What, what would help me to, to decide on this part? So I don't know, because th- there have been industries like Beacon Technology, where because they were, there were a few players, it seemed like everything would work out fine for everybody who got into that industry at that particular moment, and it's really not that easy. And sometimes there are just hypes in the market and everybody wants to get into that. But then um, most of the companies involved, they they just fail. All of them fail at the same time because there was just hype. There there wasn't any real uh, substance to it. On on what I think on, on this part is that either if there are competitors or not, if somebody did it or not, you still need to do your validation. The only difference is that yeah. if you have competitors there, you need to look what they did good, what they did wrong. Exactly. And to know a bit about their approach in case your customers ask about that so that you don't look like a fool. Because most most times people, when they ask you about competitors, they don't want you to copy the competitors. They just want to make sure that you're not uh, ignorant enough to think that you're the only one in the market. Yeah. So validating ideas, I think like we can discuss more at, at some point about this, yeah, but so. what would be great is if you can let us know what idea would you like to, to hear from us ideas. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, so you, you, you can uh, pitch us an idea, write, write us what startup you would want to build and me and Paul are going to discuss how we would validate that idea. Yeah. So if you just need some some fresh eyes in a podcast can we say fresh eyes on yeah, an idea can say eyes. if you want to, <laughs> to listen some of our thoughts regarding how good how bad how interesting is your idea uh just yeah. drop us a message on on facebook we would really like to discuss some real ideas like not some invented by by us yeah that would be really nice Especially because when we would say how we would validate the ideas, we could give clear pointers on what to do and what not to do. And maybe from from this, uh, you'll get some really valuable uh, insights of this. So drop your ideas on the on the Facebook, on Twitter. Yeah, and we'll try to be serious about it. But remember, we are not your consultants, not your lawyers, and we're definitely not your startup mentors. And buy us a coffee. Oh, definitely do that. And see you next time. See you next time.